0: The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again from our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. We're looking at Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 15a and 16 through 18, where Jeremiah said to the Lord, You understand, O Lord, remember me and care for me. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Will you be to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails? My dear friends in Christ, yesterday in our reading, we heard about how Elijah was reminded about and then did also know that the Lord understood what was going on in his life and he also knew how he was going to best take care of things for the sake of Jeremiah's eternal good. And now what Jeremiah knew, what he was reminded of by the Lord, Know that too, and here we're getting that same reminder, this same reminder that says the Lord understands what's going on in our life, and and He definitely does know how best to take care of things, and and He will do what's best. Well, because troubled Jeremiah knew that the Lord understood, that's why he prayed to the Lord. You understand, O Lord. Remember me and care for me. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. Jeremiah, he was terribly troubled by the persecution that he was facing because he was faithfully preaching the word of God, but with his faithful preaching of the word of God, especially he had to focus on God's judgment, God's discipline that was coming on his people because of their idolatry, because of their rebellion against God. And and so, Jeremiah's enemies hated him and treated him harshly, persecuted him. But now with Jeremiah, he was facing those difficulties, but he said, well, the Lord, you understand. But then notice what he also said here and how he put it. He said, your words, when your words came, I ate them, they were my joy and my heart's delight. And that word, word, were, that's kind of the scary word here because what happened to Jeremiah is that, yes, God's word was his joy and his heart's delight. But instead of looking to God and his word to give him that joy and that heart's delight, what was happening at this point in time is that Jeremiah was looking at himself and at his circumstances, at the things that he was enduring. And, and he wasn't in a good spot at this point in time, humanly speaking, because of the persecution he was dealing with, he was really sinking fast. What he needed to do is remember his real joy and focus on God and his word. There was a lady in a nursing home who wrote this to a relative. She said, I have every comfort I could wish for. My meals are the best. They're cooked just right. My friends send me baskets of the finest fruit, but I can hardly force myself to eat. I have no appetite and I'm gradually losing weight. And what happened to her is she just totally lost her desire for food. Kind of hard to believe you can have that happen to you, but, well, it happened to her. It does happen to people. They lose their appetite for food, but a similar situation can exist in the Christian's life and I'm not talking about losing an appetite for food I'm talking about the person who say "Oh, prior to his confirmation what happens is that that person in his life is just thrilled with what the Word of God has to say he's thrilled with learning about the Word of God he's in the Word regularly faithfully and Well, it doesn't just have to be the person who's just confirmed. People can be very enthused about the word of God, but then maybe the person is confirmed, or maybe something happens in a person's life. A person gets busy, allows himself to get too busy, and instead of thinking about God's word, which is a joy and our heart's delight, he gets wrapped up in other things as well, and the person just kind of drifts away. Maybe that person even comes to church regularly or somewhat regularly, but but that person rarely, if ever, opens his Bible, rarely, if ever, studies God's Word. Such a person might say, yes, it was really good to be able to study the Word of God back then, And I guess I really should open my Bible right now, but, and then come all of the excuses. When we say, if we say things like that, then we're going to be in a spot like Jeremiah was in our text. We'll say that God's words were our joy and our heart's delight, But my appetite for God's word has kind of disappeared. Then when we're faced with life's trials and troubles and temptations, then we're going to be just as depressed as Jeremiah is in our reading for today. When Jeremiah understood his, considered his circumstances, he said to the Lord, I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Will you be to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails?" Jeremiah said just what we're tempted to say at those times when we're faced with life's trials and troubles and temptations, when they seem to be getting the best of us. We're tempted to say to God, what have I done to deserve this? We might be tempted to think that our good deeds or our accomplishments that somehow or other they should make us exempt from enduring life's harsh trials, troubles, and tribulations. They might make us think that we should be exempt, and well, maybe like Jeremiah, we might be inclined to accuse God of being unfair of promising to do great and good things for us, and of not following through, of being a deceptive brook or or like a spring that fails, as Jeremiah says here, promising but not fulfilling. However, if God were being fair with us on the basis of our deeds, I think you know what that means we would get. What we'd get, what I'd get is eternal punishment because that's what my sins deserve. If I'm on my own, fair treatment of me is to deal with me according to my sins. That's fair treatment. That's what we all deserve because, well, even all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. When we're struggling, with life's trials and troubles though what we can do is we can forget about our our accomplishments because they won't do us any good they won't earn us heaven and thankfully what we can also do is forget about our bad accomplishments our sins because they've been paid for by the blood of christ so instead of focusing on ourselves our good deeds our bad deeds like that what we can do is we can focus on our Savior, Jesus. We can think about all that he's done to save us. We can remember our real joy. And now see, that's the real answer as we're faced with life's trials and troubles and temptations. Don't focus on yourself and on your own needs. Focus instead on your joy and your heart's delight, and that is our Savior and his word. That's what Jeremiah was talking about when he said, when your words came, that message of God's grace and love and our Savior, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord Almighty when you're troubled or depressed. When that happens, let God's Word cheer you up as it did Jeremiah by telling you about your Savior, His love, His forgiveness. God's Word, because it tells us about our Savior and His love and His forgiveness, those words Are not were, our joy and our heart's delight, for we bear the name of our Lord God Almighty. What does that mean? It means, well, by the grace of God. We're part of God's believing family and we're heirs of heaven. What a pick-me-up, that message. That joy and our heart's delight is, is the word of God for us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to remember the great joy we have in your word as you tell us of our Savior, your love and forgiveness, and our eternal home in heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.